welcome to the pod. You're here with Reggie and Xavier, your host, and this is Sometimes You're the Frog. Um, welcome back to the pot. It's Reggie. We're in here with Xavier as per usual. Um, today we have a special guest, but before we get to that, um, what's up, Zay? How you been? How's the week going for you? It's been weird, you know. Uh, I'm still working, you know, so that's great. i still working on music, still sketching my heart, out, heart away, if that makes sense, in all aspects of, you know what I mean, the different cookies I'm trying to eat. Yeah, it's been okay, relatively speaking. It's been okay. What about you? How, are you okay? How you been doing? Uh, I'm well. I've been rewatching Gundam Iron Blood Orphans, uh, trying to regain some sanity with everything that's been going on this week. But the holidays are coming up. That's the holidays are going to be cute. The holidays are going to be fucking cute. Um, yeah, I I just I just yesterday watch i called you so you know i watched the jujitsu kaisen episode was thoroughly impressed with episode 12 for anybody else out there that's watching that that shit is going crazy the pre-orders on the nandroids are happening january 21st i believe for those of you that collect figures you can pre-order them in american on the crunchyroll website um that's not a plug we have nothing to do (laughs) but the sculpting on those figures look really good as well as the Shin Chan fans, they're reproducing the Shin Chan figure with his dog. That's also on pre-release early next year. Um, yeah, and I've just been reading a lot on fucking Reddit about Cyberpunk. But I know that you brought it. Is it really is it really that shitty? It's it is it's like not finished. <laughs> like sub substance. Wise, it's it's all there. It's fun. The story is actually pretty good and it's relevant. And Keanu Reeves is a big part of it. Really? It's yeah. He's in it. He's he's a yeah. He's a character in it. He's a like really important to the story. They've done some hot fixes, but like still got a ways to go. Let's say that. Like it's it's fixed a lot of problems, like game breaking stuff, like. The crashes have gone down. There were game-breaking problems on a game that released, like, last week. I mean, not last week, but a couple of weeks ago. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. And it's also, like, the game, the focus, like, plot-wise is about this. Keanu Reeves is, like, the, I guess you could call it anti-hero of the story, and he's going against this big court corporation, Arasaka, and it's just kind of ironic how the 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 game is kind of about like corporate corruption and i don't know the wanes of capitalism and stuff like that and then you get real life and the people putting out this game are you know active in crunch culture and I don't know. It's just stuff like that. And like, I don't know, a lot of this stuff, it doesn't seem like behind the scenes that this was like a developer thing, that the developers failed. You know what I mean? Like, 
it was a thing where developers and I don't know these people, but this is just what it the just the combination of articles and crap videos I've been reading and watching that, you know, they knew it wasn't done. You know, the spokespeople, the people who run the company just were like, yo, the game's going to be out right at this time. And, you know, they're like, uh, and here we are now. And it's been taken off the PlayStation store. So did you, uh, Get a chance to see the Sethiroth release? I did. I did. That shit looks crazy. I'm not I'm not even gonna get into that because I don't I don't want that to turn to what this is gonna be about. But that shit looks fucking crazy. Yeah. Um Yeah, bro. As Yeah, that's pretty much been the week. Um but yeah, so all right, so this week in the pot we're joined with interdisciplinary artists, designer, um, world builder, internet presence, Lola DeMint Myers, um, currently working out of Chicago, from Boston. Yeah. Welcome. Cool. Hi. Hello. How Hello. You- I'm doing well. How are you both? Uh, it's, you know it's been a mixed bag honestly like a lot of people have i guess moved on to the next plane during this year and Mm -hmm. that has been its own thing especially when you're trying to be you know a maker at the same time uh in a a professional way i mean just because like it's not something i feel like i am you know i can't really change that but moving in the world and trying to be a maker professionally is like a whole different it's tough i'm thinking about making the daunting move to new york and it's it's really exciting but it's also um kind of jarring to think about creating in a new city and with a whole new scope of resources like i feel like i've cultivated such a nice community in chicago and it's very I don't, it's so comfortable here. There's so many people that I know support me and that I support. And it's it's definitely daunting thinking about making a move somewhere. But. The location is so weird. I feel like, especially like being a recent graduate, every time I think about moving or even just like renting out a studio, I'm like, is this an investment or is this like a trap? Is this like something that I can even keep up? But I don't know, I feel it. The times are weird. The year is closing up and it's been a long year. Um, Yeah, it's been so long. Uh, Studio is definitely, I think it's always an investment. It's like, it's like equipment. You just, I've seen how differently my work is when I'm in a separate space that I just, I know I need to have one. Well, that's the thing. I haven't had the pleasure of experiencing life not working from home. And like, that's like really daunting for me because I'm like, like, I'm like, well, speaking of studios, I I think I saw other day, the other day you were um, a resident as a part of this, like 
uh, ceramic studio. That's yeah. What's that like? Yeah, I um. So a couple people from SAIC who just graduated in the ceramics program uh, have decided to start this beautiful ceramic space in West Town, and they are occupying this gorgeous like twenty. 500 square foot lofted space um and they have it's it's big enough for like 10 people so they're renting out spaces i've just become a resident there and i moved in on the 15th it looks gorgeous like that it's so beautiful it's like you have to come visit both of you it's just like unbelievable huge it's a french style studio so big big windows, lots of light, like east facing, where right now I'm in an, like an American style, which is like garage or a basement. Very sweet and cute, but so different to this big space. All right, what's the name of the uh, of the studio again? Diggs. Diggs Studio. Diggs. Yeah, anyone in Chicago who's looking for ceramic space or, or even just a space to work out of, they're looking for more residents, so put you know, we can get the word out there. <laughs> so has that been your primary mode of working just recently, just some ceramic life? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of ceramics, but honestly, a lot of my time is illustration and commission design work. I've kind of found myself doing, um, just like doing some image making for artists. I recently made a newspaper for Elliot Bergman's Shane, Shane Campbell show, which was the last show at Shane Campbell ever, which is kind of fun to be a part of because- That's big. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's sad that they're going, but I'm, I'm glad I got in before they left, kind of. <laughs> it's a bittersweet thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but, but mostly a lot of ceramics. I was working at Little Street for a second um, because, you know, after SAC, I needed new resources, but it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. Now, on your website, I know some of your ceramic, or is this ceramics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know some of your stuff is there, and that's, like, I definitely want to get into just the overall layout of your website and just mm-hmm. how you're formatting, like, there's a section on Lola and then on image and then on paper and. Oh yeah, yeah, that's my arena. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to get into the the particulars of that and just how that as an interaction, like whether it be like literally on paper, like, or just as a viewer, I'm thinking like on Lola, okay, maybe this is more of a conceptual, like on, is this mm-hmm. like a, you know, I just think there was a lot of ways you could have done that, and I'd want to get into that. But let's start with ceramics. Okay. What are you making now? Does it have anything to do with the stuff you that we can see on your website? Like, yeah, I'm working on my third collection of trays. Um, I've just kind of held on to this form that is like a lunch tray or a dining tray, and. I'm making um, this collection that that's a less conceptual and kind of more set in 
like a culinary practice. I'm thinking a lot about food plating and how to kind of push that further. I um, I'm really interested in the uh, the, the design company Crucial Detail, the, which is out of Chicago, and they do all the work for Alinea, and they're, they're kind of like conceptual dishware. So it's functional, but it plays with the food. And yeah, I'm trying to, I've, I've developed that and I'm working on the first couple castings. So it's similar to what I've done before, but it's a little more um, realized than the stuff I was making in school. Can you talk more about your entryway into that? Now, is that like, this is, is this more of like a conceptual exploration for you or are you really, I guess, into more of the, the very literal, like material? I guess, what is your, how, what is your undertaking like? And before you answer that, Lola, I'm also curious to add to Xavier's question. I know that the trade series, you were doing performances with those originally. Like, I, I would just like to know everything about yeah, these mysterious, yeah. reflective-ass items. So I, I think I've always been interested in design. Um, and the first, and I always wanted to try ceramics because it fits really well with how my design intuition works, which I like ceramics because it's equally additive as it is subtractive, where wood or metal or anything, it's like kind of only subtractive. So there's something with that that really worked with how I think about objects. Um, so yeah, the first ceramics class I took at SAIC, well, my mom is a ceramics artist, so that kind of has a, there's a connection there. But the first one I took at SAIC uh, was a digital output of ceramics. And that, I think that really swayed how I view ceramics. Like all of the work I make, almost all of the work I make in ceramics, I've, um, you know, a 3D rendered or I've like used digital processes to get the outcome in ceramics. And yeah, I just, I became enamored with this idea that like you can make literally any object you think about, like, you know, like a perfect chair, like whatever it is. It's just kind of amazing to me that you can think of something and it can become real or you're like, like, like I love ephemera, I love magazines and stuff like that. And then one day I was, I was like, I just, I want to make this like, and I can make it and I know how to. So I think about ceramics like that. And yeah, so, so in that vein, I, I was looking at lunch trays. I love them because they're, they're beautiful forms. I think they're just like simple compositions that almost act as paintings but also they have a very direct functionality. Um, and for me, they've been present in my life, you know, throughout school and since I was young and then now at family reunions and stuff like that. And yeah, they've always played this, this, they've had this presence in my life. So in that way, I was like, wow, I can make a tray. Like, that's kind of cool. And I got into mold making and casting. And I guess I've just stuck with them because they work well for me like I almost for a while I was saying they're canvases 
blank canvases. So it's like, I could do a performance with them. I could paint on them. I could put photos on them. I could eat off of them. I have one hanging on my wall right now. Um, I can make them into an image, whatever it is. But now paintings don't make sense for me because I'm not a painter. So now I talk about them more as photos or like photo paper. Um, now, there's a lot of things that you Yeah, like. there's, I'm just like going. There's, they're very- I don't, I just wanted to, because I wanted to ask you why you- Bring me back. Yeah, yeah. Um, first, I wanted to ask, in the mode of working with ceramics, you said that it's, it's kind of this whole, I guess, sort of different parts, parts that make up this sort of relationship that has made you into this maker. Um, mm-hmm. How does that relationship differ to your relationship to like design or illustration? And I also wanted to know, um, how do I, actually I'll let you answer that and then I'll, cause I don't wanna. It's a, it's a question how my um, like ceramics practice is different from my illustration practice. Well, just the way that you, think about it you know what I mean like yeah well I'm obsessed with perfect objects so like I don't know with the ceramics I feel like it's clean it's muted it's really trying to get to like a, a realized object where with illustration I, I think I'm a lot more free I can I don't know like it's really easy for me to to draw like to translate what I want into a drawing and I'm I love it because it's so free and it's just like so would you say you, you have that same like okay I like obviously I mean I, I like ceramics I also have this thing in my head that I know I want to make in this particular way and so I know how to do it do you have that thing in other modes of working uh like where, where I'm like, okay, I know what I want to make. Now I can make it. And it's like an enjoyable thing. Like, no, like honestly with ceramics, it's such a push and pull for me with drawing. Yes. It's like, I know I want to make a drawing that has these elements and then I can do it. But with ceramics, because it is just like, for me, it feels that much more complicated to think in 3d and to think functionally I get really frustrated and I'm just like I really want to do this thing but I don't have the skills to do it yet or the resources and I think that's also why I'm really in trays because I'm like I know how to do it it's relatively simple it's barely 3d it's just like extruded (laughs) so yeah does that answer what? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I I started laughing because I mean I was talking to Reggie just prior to this, obviously, and he was telling me about how like just the way that we sort of talk about image making and just making is sort of similar. So when you said that last part, I was just like, okay, yeah, I can kind of like mm-hmm. that, but. Yeah, I, was, uh, I, I need to give space to Reggie. I've been like, <laughs> giving, like, you know, sorry about that. No, you're good. I'm, I'm just listening. Uh, Lola, do you know Alberto Brui? The mm-hmm. um, I mean, Alberto Brui, he's a Italian 
painter um and your work or well, your trays in particular remind me of his black series like if you type in alberto Burri black paintings um on google you'll find these like really beautiful textural oh, wow. these are paintings. beautiful and Sorry. i think something that's really interesting about no they are they're fucking gorgeous they're, um they're amazing and i think the thing that I find really interesting about your trays is this middle ground between like design and what design offers as aesthetic, but also what design offers as like, kind of like a blanket statement to project other things into. So when you just started going on this tangent about all the different things the trays could be, I was like, oh, not only do you really know what you're doing, there's still wiggle room for you to figure out what that is. So I guess I'm kind of curious, like what has been I guess your different transitions through the trays. I know that you post a lot of like in progress images on the internet. Mm -hmm. I saw that you did like a cold glass form kiln of oh one of your God. trays. So fun. Yeah. That shit looks really interesting. And I'm also curious too, like what elements like branding, like I know that your font, your like aesthetic flair finds its way in every aspect of your practice, but you literally were like, stamping food like graphically and like putting it on trays and I don't know the context of those performances of course because I wasn't there I only have on the internet but yeah like what what is that for you like is it is it just the fact that you get to be a maker and reproduce something that you feel confident in like over and over again like what I guess do you want viewers to get from it and what does it offer you you know for you to find out about yourself and making those Cool. Well, I think a lot of the experimentation I was doing was me just trying to find my what I wanted to do um, and how I wanted to present myself. So there was there's always been a lot of experimentation in my practice. And I think that that's why the trays were a performance and there were photos and there were all sorts of things. But I don't know. I I mean, I'm confident in making the trays, but I also really enjoy that they're associated with me. It's almost like a logo or a brand identity, something like that. Like the other side of my practice that feels um, conceptually very different than the making of my practice is like this total obsession with branded identities. Um, and, I, and I think that need for a branded identity or that explore, exploration of it makes me produce trays over and over and associate them with myself and like hope that they're associated with, with me the same way I'm obsessed with my own name and kind of project that over everything. So. Did you go to public school? I went to I went to public school all the way up to my senior year of high school, and then I went to boarding school, which is kind of random. But boarding school, that, yeah, I went to an arts boarding school because my sibling was always in private school, and they were going to it, and I didn't want to be away from them, so I followed. Where did you go? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I loved it. I went to Buxton School. I kind of like when I think about high school, I can only remember my time there. So I loved it. It's the reason I go to SAIC. I wouldn't have applied to art schools without it. 
free oil paint free i mean you're like but like unlimited oil paint i stretched like 10 by 6 canvases and just kind of explored like it was really the first time i was making so it's great word um for those that don't know could you speak to the other elements of your practice like what else you have going on the illustration the graphic the text or sure. the fonts like all of it yeah well, I live pretty freely, so I just kind of like do what I want to do in the moment, which is um, it's a really lucky way to live. So have a lot of graphic stuff um, and some like semi-commercial stuff and then illustrative work, which is really fun. I've always like read comics and just like like that. So do that on my own. And then ceramics of course and kind of designed objects a little bit of jewelry um and then i kind of have a a practice that i don't think is very realized but i love it which is just my digital identity um and that's this performative world that is lola world and i'm performing a character named lola and her name is spelled uppercase and she's kind of pointed and a little bit rude but like excited to be on the internet and really embraces the internet as her identity um and that part of my practice uh allows me to feel safe on the internet (laughs) yeah i'm also having another one of those moments but (laughs) <laughs> it's a, sorry uh <laughs> like a same yeah like a moment not exactly but it makes sense that we're interviewing you type of feel cool i'm glad I'm, I'm very excited to be on this i admire both happy you. to have you that's lola dement people if you didn't hear me once you hear me now there you go yeah. Nike hand. Not Nike hand anymore. <gasps> I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lola Grant Myers now. I know it was very You're professional. I know. It's it's a strange move, but Lola made me do it. I know the words. Um I'm sorry, Xavier, I'm gonna hijack your question turn since you went crazy in the beginning. But what what is Lola's, I guess, like you just said Lola's essence a little bit on the internet, but what, I guess, is Lola World outside of the context of the internet? Like what, what does Lola World become when you are explaining it to people? Like, uh, Well, it doesn't really leave the internet. I mean, I think I can, I think when I'm like acting up, I kind of turn into Lola. I have to like turn it on. Um, But what is Lola world outside of the internet? Like when I'm explaining it to people, I kind of say, say what I said to you. It's my way of, I'm actually like pretty terrified of the internet, which is maybe something I haven't realized, but it's hard to funk. Okay, here, I, I have it. To me, it makes no sense to, to, create a genuine persona on their internet because you can never replicate it exactly there's no smell on the internet there's no taste the image is a pixelated backlit screen 
So the colors are different. The textures are different. There's so many things that are lost. To me, it just, it makes no sense to be yourself on the internet. So why not play into the simplicity and the flattening of your identity and just like go for it and and be like, simplify it, amplify it and just do that. That it just makes the most sense for me. And also, like I said this before, but it makes me feel safer to do that. Somebody's going to hear this, Lola, and they're going to use that as a basis of life ideology from now on. <laughs> that was very specific and super well executed as a thought. Um, because, well, I mean, you're right. I think, that, I mean, because like, I don't know, that's that's really interesting to just hear you say that, to hear, like, I also know that you are a collector of images. Like, I know you're an image hoarder. And, mm-hmm. like, to think about that and then see your page and it's so, like, I guess, pristinely put in its place, which I also know is how you live your life. Like, I know you keep a clean studio. Mm-hmm. I know you keep a clean space. And I know that, like, you spend a lot of time making things look messy in really clean ways. And... <laughs> I don't know. That's that's just really. That. I'm gonna have to sit with that, Xavier. You. <laughs> I was just thinking about um, how that phenomenon is such a real thing, the flattening, and how I think what you were explaining is, I guess, in a way that thesis of Lola, if that's accurate, the way to put mm-hmm. it. I think it that is a sort of consequence of being on the internet anyway. And some people just adjust to it better, especially on like a thing like Instagram where your actual likeness is, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's- Big. Yeah. And that's something that, I mean, for most people that is, their likeness is their primary identifiable, you know what I mean? Just, I mean, if you're a person with vision, you're looking in the mirror every day. Like, mm-hmm. it's just inevitable. Even with the phone, like, face, yeah. you you don't even, you may not even want to look at your own damn face. You're like, this shit is yeah. not it today. But mm-hmm. I'm sitting here talking on the interview, and now I'm looking at this small-ass box. I'm like, this I know, I'm like, my eyes are over here. <laughs> like, this kid is ugly. But it's, it's, it's a real thing that people interact with in different ways. And I guess to undertake it in a way that's like this is also in a way me like Mm -hmm. now I'm kind of thinking about just talk show hosts and how that's something they kind of do like uh Jimmy even like a a comic like Jerry Seinfeld like Mm -hmm. that's a hyperbolic version that he kind of sort of intertwined with as you know what I mean this sort of yeah universe of it all has come which is now that we're here it's like I don't know like hearing that I already had this I I guess impression that with your work you're definitely interacting with society in a way like the trays made me immediately think of public school and just mm-hmm. I don't know like I can tell by the aesthetics of it, that there's something to do, something just as an immediate impression, okay, this has something to do with like efficiency, simplicity, design, aesthetics, like that is like, 
that's like it isn't just what I'm seeing that's like what it's about type of thing mm-hmm. just as a viewer and so now I'm thinking about just I don't know Lola world Lola world is expensive get on to it people this is sometimes you're the frog for a reason there you go yeah I mean it just like it, a lot of it is acting just like being on the internet is acting so act accordingly well I wonder how like you know we live in this time where we're also like self-aware of ourselves outwardly at least what we look like or at least what we think we look like I mean like that's something that is always I guess kind of haunting me as I'm like we're like super self-aware of ourselves in a really like pretentious way and like a way that we don't really know like we think mirrors are the most accurate way to see people and even those are distortions and like I don't know I don't even know if it's like subverting I don't even think it's subverting I think you're literally right like you're just following you're following the rhythm naturally mm-hmm. and I don't know that's fascinating Give um, it a, a, a in into your mind in a way <laughs> exactly. in a very literal way well I yeah that's that's a good point I always say um I act corny on the internet because I value my privacy. Like it gives, we give so much every day. We give so much of ourselves onto the internet, which is taxing. Like sometimes I look at Instagram before I brush my teeth and then it's like, whoa, I've just taken on all of these problems or all of these joys of other people before I even dealt with my own stuff. And that like, when I realized I was doing that, that's when I was like, okay, like full separation needs to happen. So I, so I don't like take this on and get exhausted, even though I still do, but just trying to regulate it. (laughs) So what's like lowercase Lola, you know, like, how would you describe? That's me. I, you know her, you know her better than most people. (laughs) I know, but I'm curious, like, what is lowercase Lola in the context of being like a maker? Because like, is case Lola, is is uppercase Lola, like, just the personality? Or like, is that also the image maker at the same time that lowercase? I I don't know if uppercase Lola is an artist. I think she's a con artist, but I don't think she, I don't think she makes work. (laughs) I think she's just like going to get a bag or something. She's selling lowercase Lola's work. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Lowercase Lola makes the supply and uppercase Lola creates a demand. Um, So I don't know. I'm just helping her out. Like I... I get it done. I'm like pretty meticulous. I try to be clean. I try to keep it organized for her so she can just hit sand on it. And then um, uppercase Lola will like, maybe uppercase Lola is like sprawling to like buy Lola, like one free rock with every tray. <laughs> That's uppercase Lola. What? Sick. So where do like your little creatures live in Lola World? Like is uh, like that's definitely me. That's you. Okay. Yeah, that I, that's like it almost feels separate, even though it's not. But those are just like my my love for cartoons and um, 
They really come from Von Bode, who's an erotica artist from the 70s, who's like uh, lots of graffiti writers are heavily inspired by his characters. And he just like lived in a very free way that I I try to replicate. And they're kind of for him. They're for me and they're for him. Can you talk more about um, the cartoons? Like... There's definitely a difference between some of the earlier cartoons versus more of the recent guys. Yeah, I think the earlier cartoons, I was thinking about comics in a like a more linear fashion. Um, and I was also just like, I don't know, I, th- I felt like I was restricting myself a lot uh more or just or more finding what i wanted and now i've kind of realized i want this almost painterly feeling to them and i can have both so i've started to uh create these rigid illustrations but then bring in pigment and stuff like that and and now i think i'm experimenting with that i've never i've always tried hard to figure out color but always been super scared of it. So now I'm, I'm just like, I'm just getting into that. But, yeah. Color is a beast. Color's tough. Like I couldn't wear color for a long time. I, I'm just getting into it. I don't know. But yeah, yeah the, the characters are just like little guys. They all look like noises to me. Like each one you can tell is just like jumping around. Word. So are we going to possibly get a painted comic book from Lola World one day? I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Maybe. We could. That would be fun. I've been doing lots of album covers, and they've started to have color. And I'm like, oh, this is like some synesthesia is being activated. I feel like it's yeah. so fun to make you, uh... album work, listen to it, and make the work. and. Fun. I know Roy, our boy Roy Palace tapped your yeah. hand before Palacio. Yes. It's coming soon, people. Yeah, I went into my alley and and scooped up some uh discarded pieces of paper for you and that was fun. I felt like it fit the the sounds you were making. <laughs> no, it's no, I, oh wait, wait, wait. I'll let you go ahead, my favorite. <laughs> oh no, I was just about to say I'm super grateful. I I'm not gonna speak for my shit because it's not about me but <laughs> what about Roy today <laughs> it's not about Roy <laughs> but Roy I really do somewhere else right now <laughs> I'm trying to segue away from Roy Palace y'all I need John to jump but but I'm curious um how like collage is playing effect in your relationship to illustration because you are super like you're always grabbing shit, you're collecting shit, you have figures, and I know that you draw from like everything, rather it be like brain stuff mm-hmm. or inspired stuff. Like- yeah. <sighs> okay, I was trying to think about this today and I realized like a huge part of my practice is scanning. I'm obsessed with um, literally like taking physical objects and flattening them into an image which kind of corresponds with Lola but I think that all kind of comes from just loving the way archival images look when they're on the internet because because they're all from 
many of them are from books, so they've been scanned. Um, I just, I think I started trying to replicate that and then I realized uh, like how far I could push the scanner. And ever since then, I've, it's kind of just made me like always want to have this scanned element because it adds so much texture and so much depth to it that, yeah, it's, it's just another way to make an image. So add some illustration and it feels, it feels better than not. So you definitely are like essentially making your own shit rather than pulling from Google, for example. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like for a while I was kind of pulling images, but then I was like, I'd rather just take them. Like my first love is photo. So why not just use my, also I feel more comfortable with that. Not, not just, say there's anything i don't know it's all it's all we all own all of it because it's on the internet it's all of ours we did it together i love how like frozen everything you make like looks i think something i've always been attracted to no i'm not gonna burp wait okay i think something that i've always been attracted to in your illustrations or even just any of your work in general is like the sense of like pause that it has like everything feels like paused or like i don't know like stopped like and i don't know that shit is just crazy to me because like you say that you live very freely and something me and xavier are always thinking about i mean one of the reasons that brought us to making this podcast is because we wanted to give like we say in the description like give space to the radical and unspecified and i think that what that really means if you boil down to it is that people that live free in whatever context that means to them. And I love like how your images themselves capture that. Like there's like blur, like I love when you send me like a a bunch of images and then in the bottom of one of them, I see like just a smudge at the bottom. That it's just like slightly, I don't know. Cause I, I, you know, in the formal art world they talk a lot about like the artist's hand but I think there's something way more intimately happening there in between the scanner, your sketchbook and the finished project. I think that they're like, they become something else. And I don't necessarily want to pretend like I have the vocabulary for that, but that shit is fascinating to me. Um, I love that. I've never thought of that. I, I think the scanner must have to do with it because it is just like pausing everything in one moment. It's so different than taking a photo. Interesting. Well, that's, that's a cool thought. I've always thought We're not- like sort of more intimate than a photo. Like if the photo is, on the same page. if the photo is this, like a, I'm doing a gesture, like a kiss, like from a car. Uh-huh. Then the scanner is like, one, one, like a, you're yeah, in. like we're like we're in it. Yeah, you're in it. Yeah. It is like it's almost one step closer to like. Yeah, I don't know why, but why I'm so. That's interesting. There is an intimacy to it. I just like, I always have to scan it. I always. Like, I scan things, print them out, and then scan again. And things, like, many of the things I've posted are, like, thrice scanned or quadruple scanned. But there's kind of a nice intimacy. And maybe it is because I don't clean my scanner and you just <laughs> see all the my hair or something or scratch. Hey, man, texture. 
added texture it's not added yeah how does uh i guess like all of this shit fold into your day-to-day like i know that you are a maker with a capital m like in the sense where like you might walk around and find like i don't know a piece of fucking cotton put it in your pocket and like take it home but i also know that you're like you're mildly intimate with all your friends i always see you like out like to whatever that means to you um and also know you spend a lot of time with your family yeah um so how do you how do you fold that in i i think i'm always kind of like ready to make something um and a lot of things are on the tip of my tongue um and then I, I usually see something or hear something and then I'm like, okay, now I know what, what I'm going to do. Now I just have to figure it out. So I go to the studio often. And if I'm not going to the studio, I'm like preparing an object to be scanned at the studio. Um, I don't know. It's a kind of a constant thing. Like I've said in the past when I'm not making my work, I feel that I'm wasting my life away, but it also kind of like, you know, like, it's like a little bit too much sometimes. So I'm trying to find the balance between like that need to pick something up and also that need to just like be a person and be with my family and friends and just like keep it going. But obsession is key. Well, also like what I'm curious about with that is I also know you're a collaborator. Like you, you're always collaborating with folks and you're also doing lots of manual shit like even just the scanning back and forth even your trays like i know you use casting use clay casting right for your trays i don't know too much about that process but it looks like it's a lot of fucking work yeah it's there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it but yeah i love it i mean i just love it all like it's kind of just my joy to do any of it i don't know i I'm kind of like maybe a little grossly uh, positive. I just, I really enjoy like most everything. And the only thing I don't enjoy is tea that's like has that herbal film and coats your mouth. But everything in between I'm pretty happy about, like happy to do or happy to face or whatever it is. Mm. Now, do do you mean that in a, general sense or are you saying that yeah like my general disposition is just like yes like like okay like this is I mean there's of course moments where I'm like oh god like I've been casting for 12 hours and I'm really done and my skin is dry or like there's the horrors of the world and now I'm like it's dehabilitating because it is just like a such a tough time but I feel really lucky to like live this life and every day like I can't I can't forget that and I don't forget it and I think it it makes things smooth (laughs) it's kind of amazing like I really (laughs) knows I say this shit like constantly we live in the future people it's crazy like we're talking instantaneously right now Mm -hmm. and we're not in the same place and I see your face Mm-hmm. And hopefully a lot of other people will listen to this and be like, it's true. We're all connected. We're all together. We're all just going. We're all just going. Yeah. I mean, 
of course with the internet it's just like it's it's such at the forefront of our lives like every day we're like okay like all my friends we're all here right now we're all in my phone we're doing we're just i don't know it's it's kind of a lovely thing like lola loves it and lola can handle it i think it's lovely but reggie has criticize my optimism here and there so do you think reggie i i don't know i feel like for me like xavier said like we we stay like pretty tapped out i mean i don't like we get on reddit like (laughs) and i i keep uh i keep an instagram presence because in a lot of ways it's the only way i can connect with a lot of people in times like these especially but I don't know, like, I think there's a difference when you have, like, an online persona with a direct aim and you are using it as an outlet to perform the things that are of interest to you. Because, like, to a certain extent, like, that's what I'm doing with the Roy Palace shit. I think that's what Xavier's doing on his, like, low-key ass shit, whatever he's, like, because he, like, deletes his page and posts one photo, like, once a year and then deletes yeah. it. Okay. Well, I, this is the thing. I it, love that. I want that. crazy how... I don't know there's Reggie is probably like thinking just yeah 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 because there's it's so many moments right now I'm like that's like kind of how I do it (laughs) think about it and it's so like I don't know I feel this thing with my Instagram it's it's not that I don't even think it's something I've ever really vocalized Uh something that's like I don't know I, I feel like that attitude of like this is the internet like i can approach this how i want like mm-hmm. i have always felt that with instagram like bruh mm-hmm. y'all can share y'all everyday life y'all need to yeah, if bro. i go through something and y'all want to know something about it you're gonna see it this is okay if i deleted everything something drastic has happened <laughs> okay you, you know exactly. the part in uh fucking endgame or infinity war where he's like Mr. Stark, I don't want to go. Yeah, that was the old Zane. He said that to me. And I said, and he evaporated. It's it's dust. There you go. So and that happens with no and that 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 the machination that is Xavier. (laughs) That just go becomes like this is the way of me posting in a way. Like it's like Mm Yeah, you have to have that separation or it's not going to happen. Or, I feel like, or don't, what's the fucking point? Of what the, yeah, seriously. Uh, literally, I think the energy that I think everybody in my life is like, if you want to know how I'm doing, call me. And I, I don't know, I feel like as somebody that's like really tucked off and spends a lot of time in the studio, I think it's really easy for me to forget that I have an Instagram. Like I... I meet people all the time and they're like, Reggie, like, I haven't been knowing what you're doing. You haven't posted. And that shit sounds so, like, odd to me. But I forget that that's a reality for some people. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. Like, yeah, we could get into Instagram etiquette. That shit is beyond me. I get a lot of, I get yelled at. People will be ready to fight you off the follow back. Yeah, it's like, it's not me, like, nah, I don't want to see bro. that shit, too. It's also it's, annoying. I'm not that fan It's of like, me. no, you signed up because you thought I was cool. I, this, <laughs> I could think you're a cool person, but that doesn't mean you're a cool grammar. Like, I don't want to see... Yes, exactly. Honestly, 
It's not Most even personal. People are not good at Instagram or like not fun on Instagram. I don't want to see everybody. Uh, yes. It's weird though, because I feel like there's so many pockets that are definitely like educational and illuminating to like different shit. And I think that that's its own bag. Like there's but so many different. To an extent, that's still fun content. That's like, it's a good thing. <laughs> getting Enjoyable. Occasional content. shit on the well, side. I'm not hip. I don't know what shitty Instagram looks like because oh, literally man. the only people I follow, Lola, are people that I've met in real life. And that's how I've tried to keep my Instagram. So like, I even then you, I'm not even going to that, but. Instagram is so, there's just so many ways to be on it. Yeah. At the end of the day, like it, my, the way my mom uses Instagram, beyond me like that's so different than i would ever i love the it. way elders use the it's fucking so internet messy. it's so fucking cute okay. it's so funny my mom takes anything i post anywhere screenshots it <laughs> uploads, <laughs> uploads the the, yep, the yep. pixelated version i'm like mom i could have sent you that like i know it's a whole it's so endearing though and it's such a that in itself is like it's so beautiful to see the difference in how it's used and like it that's kind of when i'm like oh maybe you can like this is showing a genuine behavior that i'm okay with because it is it's just endearing to see like the fucked up cropped photos your mom puts or like these weird selfies that you're like (laughs) close you got really close but yeah gives me brings me joy i'm curious though you said earlier that you're really interested in like perfect objects i'm not familiar with that like what what's to that what's like a perfect object are those just things that are just oh not a perfect object but just like something you'd be like oh that's in like you mean like ideas that's manufactured no just like designed objects designed designed yeah just just something that you're like oh you when people are like you made that because it looks like uh, maybe it was manufactured or it was, I don't know. I like that feeling. <laughs> mm. But like almost like a brand made it. Yeah, there you go. Hmm, peculiar. Um, yeah, exactly. Just, so, what's like inspiration for you? Like, what are you looking at like these days? Like, oh, that's a good question. What am I looking at? Let me ask one sec. What, what am I looking at? My confidants in the room. Magazines. Magazines. Okay. Books. Yeah, I feel like honestly, I just love photography. Like at the end of the day, that's what I look at the most. I'm I'm obsessed with fashion photography and I'm obsessed with that that industry and how intimate it is. So definitely that. Also, I'm really obsessed with um Bai or buy the like Japanese resell app or whatever program that's like essentially eBay in Japan. And I feel like looking at that and kind of the photography for the garments on there is so strange. Like the same with eBay. So I don't know. Honestly, just like so much of my inspiration just comes from other facets of my life like other things i'm consuming like clothing or like shopping online or whatever it is so do you have a place that's like like it could be around the house or anywhere just a comfortable spot where you're like okay 
something about this particular spot is good for me, like to think about art, to mm-hmm. making work. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? What's what's your space like when you're the, the bus? The bus. Yeah, I think the bus is where I I'm most of the time. I'm like, that's what I want, or that's what I'm gonna do, because it's like, you know, like you get to play this character where you're just like, I'm a person in the world. And for me that like gets, gets it going. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like <laughs> I'm not this like entity stuck in a room. I'm, I'm a person. And there's like some functional aspect to the work I make. So be, being around other people, but not necessarily speaking to other people really gets me um, feeling like I'm a maker. <laughs> So, bus, liminal space. So do you feel, sorry again, Is do you feel like, uh, I guess like a, a feeling of a crowd when you're on the internet? Like, are you? Yeah, like, totally. Do you know that, um, what is it, like Beach Boy song or something that's like, I need a crowd, but I can't face them yeah. in my day-to-day? Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> Definitely. Um yeah it's a it's an audience for sure that it's an audience that is so calculated like if you have a business account you see all the insight so crazy but i feel like i'm like standing on the corner with a what's it called like a megaphone or something I'm like, all right today we're doing this and everyone's like okay <laughs> and the people are like oh what's going on yeah, and then there's like four comments that they're like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? That's it. All right. Do you care about fame at all? Fame? Yeah, of course. I don't know. I mean, I think most artists have an ego, and with an ego, be, there's some amount of like, at least like, entertaining the idea of fame. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I don't know, like sometimes. It's going to sound crazy. Maybe I shouldn't say this in something that's published, but I just, I kind of always felt like I'm going to be famous, like whether that's for something important or not. I don't know. There's like a weird ego t- that I'll admit to in your podcast. Fine. <laughs> Xavier says that like twice a week. Hey, I'll come to my room. And <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Xavier's like, it's fine. Me Lola, I could, you know, I'll literally be in the room. I'll be like that. <laughs> making, no, listen, bro, it's important. I'll be are in the room. What making are you, Scorpio? No, I'm a Taurus. Taurus. I, I, May? People, yeah, people are doing I like, I like Tauruses. Reggie, what are you? I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius, there we go. I'm Scorpio, yeah. but it yeah. makes sense. Like Lola, you're you're super Scorpio energy. Thank you. I mean, this is not a bad thing. I love Scorpios. I think, um, yeah, I love Scorpios because they're like super comfortable being like, hell yeah, I'm aesthetic. Why not? Like, yeah. <laughs> I like every Scorpio I've ever met is like, you're like, what? Do you not like liking the way you look? Or not like yeah. what you're doing? Like, what's what's the problem with that? Like, I love that. That's energy. It's such a thing to like deal with when you're. I don't know. I feel like artists have this even more in line with trying to figure out who they are, and like, it's weird trying to watch people be other people on the internet. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not working, if that makes sense. Like some people do, and I'm like, I know this is a show, which is exactly why I'm yeah. talking. <laughs> well, that, that's not- what I was running into. And then I'm like, fine, I'm just going to force it. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. And that's that. Yeah. But- what are you listening to? Um, on it, a lot of MIA. That's kind of just the, been the motion. She's just, I just love her always. We're in the same community. Like political nonsense. But what was that? You seen her documentary? I haven't had a chance to see it yet. No, I no, I haven't. I've re- watched some interviews recently. I think about her as an artist all the time, actually, and like her and Diplo's relationship. No. <laughs> And it always makes me like, <laughs> all right, like I gotta grind harder. <laughs> Her and Diplo's relationship, what about it? Well, they were together really young and they were both kind of coming up at the same time while they were together, but MIA's progression was faster than Diplo's. And he um, would make these pretty snarky comments um, about. Like, like if she would get a magazine cover, he'd be like, oh, but the magazine's not that good. Or like, oh, but like that collaboration's like not that, it's not that cool. And it's kind of, it's like my um, biggest fear is like having a partnership with someone or being friends with someone and we're both making work and we're both like trying to do what we want to do. And then having this horrible resentment if once when my friends win, uh, which I don't because I think about this in my situation or someone having horrible resentment for me when I win. So just like keeping that at the forefront of my mind and remembering that we're we're all on the same team. Is that something that obviously is something you observed? And I think me and Reggie will definitely say that's a thing. Yeah, it is. Is that something that you feel is like, oh, that's the thing that happens. Like, let me be a, let me be cognizant of that. Or is that more like, hmm, like sometimes I'm like, I'm the shit. Why the fuck are you on the platform? Is it more of that? Which, what's your? It's, it's me, f- like, it's me being cautious of it happening um, to me but more me like never wanting to put that on my friends. Like I just want to like always support my friends. Obviously that's just like for most people, no brainer, but I think there's, there's definitely moments that are some subconscious or not, but where I'm like, I wish I did that. I wish I got that. Like, like slight resent that that's just like what like no we're literally like we're each other's support we're each other's community like if i want to do that next time we'll do it together kind of thing gratitude mindset is like i don't know it's sad to see when people don't even like understand how they can develop that because that's the thing that i ran into at like school like on a college level mm-hmm. like being in the classroom with people and like turning the corner and they're like and you'd be yeah. like, oh, it's like, what? it's dark. It's, it's, yeah, I'm, it like, I'm so optimistic for human beings. So when you, when I'm like doing my best to be a good human, 
mm-hmm. occupying this weird space, but whatever, you know what I mean? We're in the classroom, whatever. And then for no reason at all, I'm hearing anything. Like, it's like, oh, like, that they're going to hate on me for real. Like, so yeah. I wasn't lying. The haters, bro, they're, they're out there. They're out there. Yeah. And yeah. some haters want to be artists. And I hate to tell you, but it's hard to be really great but also be a super hater. Like, you can't, you can't be. No, you literally can't. Like, it, the, the, the career we're pursuing is, like, chat it's mostly chat and if it's not nice chat like you're done there's no point the community especially like in this city too it's so small you can't just chat and like think you're gonna chat not nicely and think you're gonna get anything that's also the thing too if you're like an asshole like when it's really time for you to give input for something everybody's gonna be like are you being an asshole or yeah exactly and that works if you're a comedian but most of these niggas sure. are funny. Yo. Yeah, if you're a comedian, it's a whole other story. You gotta be mean. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but also, like, I've just been in situations where I can see that, like, the way you act is gonna set the tone for the, for your community or what, like, your friends. So it's like, when something good happens to someone support and then like they will follow that kind of thing so you just got to set the tone yeah manifesting is uncomfortably real like i think as i get older oh my god yeah like and it's, I, hate, it's, I hate that you said it on the pod but go ahead go into it no it just is like i i mean you know me and xavier talk a lot about this like in the house just around like you gotta kind of like perform the version of yourself that you want to be and it's not even necessarily like a fake it till you make it but it's like that shit is real like anytime that i'm you just aren't faking like once you've done it you really tap in like you're, you're in you're in it now it's we're in the end game as dr strange would say I, a lot of marvel coming out of me i don't know why there we go <laughs> today were you just uh, you're tapping into earlier? Oh, no, no. I guess I said I don't know why. I've just <laughs> been thinking about Peter Parker dying a lot recently. I was like, hey, you put that in the movie. Like, I don't know. But that was completely, yeah. <laughs> what were we on? <laughs> Not the forces of evil, but I do want to know. Well, we were kind of on the forces of evil. We definitely were talking about fucking evil. <laughs> oh manifesting yeah. oh yeah i mean manifesting's the only yeah it's yeah it's also the, like manifesting's the only way you'll i don't know i have such imposter syndrome and the only way i get past that is just being like no you're you're fine <laughs> like uh, you're good keep going right. let me put this out and that'll stamp it type of deal yeah yeah exactly for that. It's also good to just kind of have like folks in your corner. Like, well, I really resonate with the imposter syndrome shit. Like, I spent a lot of time making, and I don't think enough time like sharing or talking to people about like what I do. So I, mm-hmm. I find like when I when I do when I'm ready to actually go out there in the world, I'll be like calling my friends. I'm like, Are you sure I should like? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's, that's the thing that's kind of crazy with you, Reggie, because I feel like. There hasn't been a time where it's like, I don't know, I've never felt like you were 
trying to be somebody like you i feel like you have it in reverse like i feel like people generally are like okay what the fuck am i gonna make i don't know who this artist is supposed to be type of deal but you you'll be like nah this was crazy let me make some work and then it'll be like is this really who i am and i'm like what's wrong with that this shit is great what do you mean you've already so it's 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 a thing to definitely like admire because I feel like you usually come through through it like still genuine. Like there isn't like true. There isn't like this editing happening. There's more of like okay, this can this should go out. I'll do something with this later, which is like okay, yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. You might not know this day, but me and Lola spent a lot of time together our freshman year in college, and something that. I think it's really funny about, I guess, the cohort. I can say that now because we have degrees. The cohort of people. <laughs> I don't have a degree yet. I'm just saying that for the viewers. For the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> but the cohort of people that I was like, I'm, I'm very grateful for the people that I've met in school. But I think the thing for me that I'm always like fucked over about is like, people really want to identify things with you. And like Lola is somebody that's always been comfortable with that. Like since meeting you, Lola, I remember when I first met you and I was like, and you were like, yeah, like, why the fuck would I try to fucking fight capitalism? This shit is crazy. That's not my job. Like, like, <laughs> I was like, let's go. Like, I love that. Yeah, that's funny. And I, I don't, I'm fascinated with that. Like Lola, like I tell Xavier all the time, there's not a lot of makers that I'm like really, really interested in right now. I don't want to like sound like rude, I guess, but I, I think the type of work that I'm interested in or the type of work that I am really like, that really inspires me, like, hasn't really been made yet. I really do feel that I think the spaces I want to be in aren't a thing yet. I think the conversations I want to have, there's no vocabulary for yet. But the reason why I like your shit is because like your shit is out there in the world, it's percolating, and it also like resists conversation as much as it invites it. And that shit is fascinating. I'm like, I'm like, that's fucking crazy to me. So I really struggle with that because I, you know, I have the urge to talk about everything. And I, I just, I never want to be put in a position where I'm like, where someone's trying to shut me down for talking. And I'm like, listen, this is me. This is my love language. That's why I tell time, like, conversation. That's, it's true. That's that's definitely true. And talking is my love language. Like, I, and this is the thing between me and Reggie. Like, I'm definitely a person who, like, if I can not be in a conversation, I would definitely like duck that joint <laughs> because most yeah, of the time, true. like. Just honest, like most of the time people like are not, this is gonna sound really crazy, but they're just not as interesting as maybe they think they are. But most of the time Reggie is. So it's like, no, exactly. stop talking about me. <laughs> like we're I talking about. It all comes full circle. It all comes full circle. <laughs> bro, I love you too, bro. If that's, if that's where this is. <laughs> it is that's where it's coming from. And I know that there's a, there's a bond between you and Lola, I mean, uh, what is it, familial? No, platonic, not familiar. Yeah, Lola, I talk about you all the time. I'm always like, you got to look yeah, at me. I talk about you too. I'm always like, where is he? Like, what is going on? No, I'm literally in my fucking room with all the lights off, like over. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so crazy. I don't want it to sound gnarly. I know, it, it's, I know it's not as crazy as you say. Face lit up by the glow of your phone. No, literally. No, <laughs> no like, <laughs> 
I want I, I want to be more social. Like I I don't know how to though because I spend so much it's time. Tough. I'm not I'm not that social. I don't want to be social. It's really hard for me to. I don't know. I have this resistance where I'm like, when I'm in it, I feel like, okay, like I'm good at this. I'm usually done. I, I tap out pretty quickly. I'm like, all yeah, right, I'm we can like, hours I, together, we can walk around the block. Go back to the studio, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I had another interview. The, last week and they asked me um studio no 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 what did they say party or what was it part wait party or the club that's the same thing i think that's what it said though right party or the club something like that and i was just like neither studio like i want to be by myself as much as possible (laughs) and that's why the pandemic worked out in my favor (laughs) no in our last interview we were interviewing uh Esteban Jefferson, and he was like, he's like, I don't know if I can say this, but I've kind of been enjoying this time. I've just been in the studio, and I, and I, I just, I just want to advocate. If you feel that way out there, that's okay, bro. Because fuck outside, bro. Outside is like I love the outdoors. Let me not say that. I love grass. I love. I take a walk like every fucking day. But there's so many like distractions and holograms that I am not trying to deal with. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it feels weird saying this or like when people are like, how are you? It feels almost, um, like you're gloating or something when you're like, I'm actually really good. Like, I feel a little bit. I feel a reservation when I'm like, no, like I'm chilling. I'm like, I'm doing surprisingly well. And I just, I don't, especially this time for artists, it just, so everyone, so many people I know have gotten studios. So many people have decided to just like do the, make their work and just pursue that. And for some reason, like this new economy where we're obsessed with buying online and like online sales are doing better than ever. And also people are investing in their homes because they're in their homes. So household goods are up like, like bespoke programs or services are really in like hand tailored, whatever hand knit, whatever. It's like, like a lot of artists are doing well for themselves and i don't i don't know it's just it's well, a not much change for us you know there's yeah like, like, <laughs> i feel yeah. like the only difference now is that i just am terrified to get on the train because yeah. i because i have a amino compromised mom but other than that like still taking my walks we're still, still wearing masks no yeah. literally do not mask safety all safety <laughs> this is still mask life this is still every time i come in a crib i'm washing my hands washing my clothes 20 seconds you know i said no laundry is inaccessible to some of some people that's cool but you but i'm not scared because i don't see nobody and that's like the thing that's in the back of my head i mean if you're staying indoors you're going for your walk hey going for walks is not a big deal you're by yourself you're in the, the breath of the fresh air okay that's not the problem. And I hate to become Mr. Fauci every time I get a chance to talk about this, but you should be wearing a mask. If you're listening to Sometimes You're the Frog and you're not wearing a mask, you're a bitch. Sorry to those, excuse my French, but 
<laughs> yeah, you should be wearing a mask. But yeah, I really love how you like yeah. so able to just keep plugging the podcast because I, I I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to like put things on unless it's other people's shit. Like I can easily be in a conversation and be like, you know, this is the if it's if it's genuinely tight to me, like I'm like like bro, like it's almost an ego thing because I'm like bro, I think this is tight. <laughs> Look at this shit, bro. This is crazy. And usually, I'm I'm just finding things that are like kind of cute, cool, and really <laughs> mundane things. But when it comes to art, it's like a whole nother thing. I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. Art is hard. One, two, doing art well, I think, is you know what I mean. A thing that we should be appreciating. So. LolaDementMyers.com is going to be blasted. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? That's, that's my energy toward my fellow makers. I'm like, there's a lot of trash out here, but here's the, here's the diamonds I found. Proper energy. Here's the diamonds. So what, what are you working on now? The new year starting? Do you have any projects that you have lined up? Any ideas? Well, I just got into the Nav Projecto residency that's through New Works Gallery. So I'm going to go to Ecuador in February. Oh, wow. Which I'm very excited about. A little bit nervous oh, wow. to travel, but we're getting tested. I get tested all the time. Like, How long are you supposed to be going for? Like, what's A month. Whoa. Yeah. A month. Are you bringing a scanner with you? No. <laughs> It's gonna, I'm gonna have like a full week of just scanning after. I don't know what I'm gonna make, which I think is okay, but I've, right now, I've been um, really interested in the share function of Instagram. And I've been experimenting with, uh, well, I've been sharing like a hundred posts at a time, which is the limit. And at first I was doing it because I was gonna do like a support small businesses. Yo, like everyone I know makes amazing things, check it out. But then I started just to share images from every person I followed, like one image from each page. And I got a lot of responses that were like, wow, thank you for curating this show. Like, I love what you're, doing this is so fun to see or or people who were included in it were like whoa i never thought you would share my picture of an orange yeah, so, that's so serendipitous what the yeah fuck? instagram bro it's a yeah, instagram it's a weird constantly evolving beast mm-hmm. it's like the eighth sin who owns instagram like i know everybody knows mark, the other rich zuckerberg people. mark zuckerberg owns baby Facebook, really? that's Facebook, Facebook, that's Facebook. We bought it for a billion dollars. Like a that's been stuff. Facebook, like since 2015. Don't quote me on that, but it's been a second. Yeah, something like that. Definitely, I think when we were still in high school. Yeah, we were yeah. in high school. Is that is that? So when Instagram was less aesthetic, it was still Instagram, and then once it got rid of all the blue and different yeah. oh, word, when it especially when you saw the the rainbow like. That's, mm-hmm. oh God. Yeah, that was definitely Instagram fake. app is so ugly. <laughs> they need someone like Lola and their design still. Well, my they new thing, I can't look at Instagram too long because it's so ugly that I have to go on Arena. Arena is fucking oh. lit. Terrell. Arena is beautiful. Arena is you in a um 
website or like social media. <laughs> you can't really interact with people. It's so hard to use, <laughs> but you can put your own shit and it, the best content is there. It's like all beautiful things and people really enjoy being on it. So they love arena. you're working at arena and you're listening. Hey, it looks cool, but we need some more user. Yeah, it's not, it's not quite user friendly, but I think that's a point. It's just like, it doesn't track your data. Um, it like links to the source image on every image, which is cool. Oh, word. Yeah. And I love how like you can follow the trace of everybody else that's included the image yeah. in their like collection. Like so it's crazy. Really- it really feels like some artist for artist shit. And I think that's, that, so- that's totally what it is. Who started it? <laughs> we can Google it. Hold up. Yeah, we can Google it. But, but I tweet at them all the time. And they're so responsive and cute. They like, they, they talk to their users like, like I would talk to a friend. It's very sweet. Oh, wow. But that's the thing. All of the really aesthetic brands that I like, I really love teenage engineering. Like I'm always like <laughs> tuned in to what they're doing and, or even just AI, 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 AI is another brand mm-hmm. who I feel like is really awesome on Instagram. They're a headphone brand. Um, they make like these yeah. modular headphones. The co-founder, but Charles Broskowski. Sorry for cutting off. Is this for Arena? Yeah. Daniel Pianetti, Chris Sharon. I feel like they had to do with something else that like made them make Arena. But I don't know Arena. Yeah, it's like a small, uh, small. I'll plug Arena all day. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out a little bit more. No, it's Xavier, you, you would love Arena. It's so great for portfolio. That's what I use it for. Like my portfolio isn't really on my website. It's just, in, and I update my arena all the time and I have all my process, like hundreds of process photos. So it's just, it's easy to use. It works. So I want to get some fucking gems out of you before we get out of here. Can you plug us to some of your comic inspos, some of your maker inspos? What are people in your life who you think are not getting enough limelight? Like- Let me get some. Um, ooh. Yeah, so you would like Arena. It's like really artsy. Well, I can't even say really artsy Tumblr. It's like really aesthetic care about the source material Tumblr. Yeah, exactly. They really care about like accrediting. accrediting. Uh, okay, so my source imagery, right? That's what I'm. Well, for comics, obviously Osama Tezuka, but this is this is specifically all of the erotica that he's ever. Made. I love that. <laughs> Compiled by his daughter, which is funny to me. Yeah. It's just like, this is, I don't know. I always have to go back to it. Um, I collect toys. Like I do a lot of collector toys and that, and I keep them up on a shelf above where I draw. And that's kind of like, I look literally like, pull. you're just a person on the branch of whatever tree me and Reggie are (laughs) sprouting up. This is. Yes. That's why Reggie and I are friends because we're very similar. (laughs) But continue, please. Tell, tell us more. Yeah. So, like, Arkham. I'm just looking at my books over there. Um, yeah, but, I, like, honestly, Tezuka is my favorite. I just always go back. I think, like, that man was crazy. 
Yeah. You, you know how, we, I mean, you both probably know how we work. He just like sat in a room all day. He didn't live with his wife. He saw her on the weekends and they would have like a little, like they would like have a little robot bring him his food. Like no one would see him. <laughs> kind of crazy. I love that. But that that's, makes so much sense. There's so much work that goes into that. Um, okay. Wait, let me think what else. Can you uh, paraphrase the question? Yes. What do you... Into. What am I thinking? What do you like? Like this, this like some. No, Hugo Comte is my um, main favorite photographer right now. I just got uh, my friend um, Brody who just turned me on to this other photographer, Parker Woods. Lots of photo stuff. Um, I'm looking through my Instagram. Uh, what does Lola World sound like? What does it sound like? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. What? MIA. 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 All day. It's like me saying MIA. Oh, wow. uh, um, oh I don't want to say anything stupid. <laughs> this, this is always the hardest part, like what you're inspired by. I guess like mostly my friends. I'm really inspired by the brand Venice that has a W in it. Um, Olivia Rem, Ye Old Shop uh olive woods like uh, all these uh, anyone i reshares who i'm inspired by von bode of course um what else for comics <laughs> oh i mean i guess i, I really like handwriting i reggie and i are both dyslexic so all words are just like <laughs> are more than words i guess so <laughs> I guess I'm really obsessed with the, like the writing in my neighborhood. That that's a huge source of what I'm thinking about. Um, and, and more than how the writing looks, but just like the action of writing and the determination writers have to like be up somewhere or like show this this community. This like I don't know. There's such persistence that I'm like how are you kids, like, how are you guys doing this every single day? Like, every day I see a new, something new, but they're, like, yeah, like, tags everywhere and just, like, huge pieces. I don't know. I just, I love thinking about these, like, these, like, forms in the night just, like, going crazy. But that's that's a source. Clothing, obviously. Just always, like, getting dressed in the morning, being honest with myself. All of those are inspirations. Um, Can I ask an invasive question? Yeah. What's all the fucking writing when you're drawing? Is that like journal entries and shit like that? Or is it appropriate uh, to text on the walks? It's all different. It's usually just like whatever's at the top of my head. But I, I have a practice where I um, write an obsession down every day. And every day it changes like one day, whatever, like... It could be a shirt one day or it could be like a light post that I liked, whatever it is. But usually if I can't think of anything, I'll just write down. I'll write about the obsession. So So you spend a lot of time like free writing on the low key. Yeah. Do you keep a sketchbook? Yeah. My sketchbook is my favorite thing. I'll show you guys. Hold on. My sketchbook is right here. <laughs> you know, Yo. that's got everything. 
right then. That's important, bro. I feel like people who don't even draw should be David Sorrenti is like been guiding my practice. He's a um, fashion photographer who was in New York in the '90s and also graffiti writer. And his he passed when he was really young of a blood disease, but his brother is. Um, one of it's a really well-known fashion photographer and their whole practice they always kept journals and they would just show them to agencies as their portfolio which i was like fucking genius idea like so i just like have the same journal like it's just a black book but same journal as there's there's your stuff it's in the journal now we're looking at the palacion yeah in the making sketches and that's the expressions oh yeah you keep a sketchbook i love that like everything i posted on instagram just goes back into here because it's all physical like it's all printed are you one of those people whose sketchbook leaves the studio this wait my sketchbook will what like, I know some people, like, I know lots of design folks have a sketchbook that they just keep in the studio. Like, no, I don't. I think about it, but this one I kind of bring around. Like, this was another album cover. Another album cover. These were letters I wrote to people I wanted to employ me. <laughs> My resume. Yeah. So just, like, having fun. Do you feel like you're, this is sort of a, well, I'll just see how you answer. Do you feel like you're one of the cream of the crop? Cream of the crop? Yeah. Uh, I think I know what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm not, I don't know. I I think I've got a good combination. Like, I'm not dumb. I also know it looks good. And I'm a go-getter for lack of a better term i just like i've always wanted to do this i'm always gonna do it and you know that's it at the end of the day that's what i want well can you speak to some early practice shit for those that are like just see what you're doing and they're like how the fuck do i get here like i know that you always have been like making shit and you're always somebody that's willing to like work with people or even work under people that inspire you so like mm-hmm. what's that like in the early stages before we got uppercase lola well i still don't do much like <laughs> at the end of the day i'm just like i just kind of do what i want and it's like i'm fulfilled it doesn't take a lot to fulfill me but what I do, and I still do this, is I email, I try to email like at least one person a week, but three people. And, and it's not just email, like DM or chat with um, whoever's, you know, like I emailed Bunny Rogers a couple months ago, who's just like one of my favorite artists and we've just been chatting. Um, or I'll chat to a gallery I like, or I'll just like, fool around and and like dm whoever like you know like a curator that i'm like okay like you seem to get it and then you know for one out of those 10 emails you'll get a response and then out of those someone's gonna help you out so 
anything you want email that's the only way i've ever gotten jobs like applying to jobs is not real um that doesn't like in in this field it doesn't make sense to apply to stuff you just write the email and you're like i know who you are i know what you're doing go into the stores keep going like keep going talk 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 and one one day if you want something they'll let you know because they already know who you are and that's what's important yeah, and hopefully you're good by that point yeah exactly and even if you're not it doesn't matter like all you have to, it's just chat you just like be good at chat like i i hear that good work but like I'm not going to support the Listen, good <laughs> chat is not uh, I, I need the world to look better. And so if you're bad at art, if you're bad at art, just like for the for the sake of us, just. I know. That, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, gracefully transition to something else. Okay. <laughs> if, and there's a lot of, most people are artists, I feel. There's something you're going to be okay at. And, Everybody ain't supposed to be a professional art. This is just well, a PS. Xavier, it's also the thing too, you also gotta remember, you know, we're like at an emerging career. So the people that are probably gonna be in our surroundings or even the places that will probably like fuck with us, like aren't the places that are around right now. I mean, not to say that they aren't not, but like, you know, I'm gonna give space to people to find they wanna do. I, I feel like- that's That's exactly what I'm doing. But I'm saying if you have uh, if I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying people telling it's people telling you you bad. Just you know reevaluate. But if you have like the acknowledgement that your shit isn't up to par, okay, I'm not a fan of throwing shit at the wall. That's just you know what I mean. If that's your mode of working, like if you're a person who's like, okay, like it makes sense for me to make. I like making. I need to make to survive. We're having a different conversation. Where does experimentation happen then? I'm talking about, you can experiment. Just don't walk in the door with your ideas about experimentation because not everybody needs that. Like if I'm working as an animator for a studio that's making a show, I'm not looking at experimental animators necessarily. Like that's not where I'm. I don't know because I'm I'm kind of with Lola. I spend a lot of my time DMing people, just hitting people up, and just throwing shit out there whenever I feel like it. No, that is I don't want to conflate this. All I'm saying, I, I think I know what you're saying. You're just like, if it's not it, it's not it. Yeah, like, okay. like how did you know? That's the thing. Like, as people who spend a lot of time being introspective, spend a lot of time being by themselves, analyzing, and even just like ripping up shit, their own shit. I feel like it's easy for me to be like, I know when some shit, when I don't like some shit. But I feel like that's what's really crazy about art is one, how subjective it is. And two, like how in a lot of cases, you never really know what people are fucking thinking. And I I don't know how you would get to that without having your shit chopped up a couple of times by people who Mm -hmm. are in different places than you. Look, I know it's inevitable. (laughs) <laughs> it's something that I'm I'm frustrated with because I'm like, look, I know sometimes it may be necessary to get a wave of trash for somebody to be like, oh, wait a minute. Actually, the way they designed the plastic of that Funyuns wrapper can save the world. Like, I'm very, like, open to trash, mm-hmm. but I'm just letting you know, like, I'm not, like, 
I'm a potential guy, but I'm a potential but, guy, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, uh, not, I'm not a person who's going to attribute potential be, just because you're a human and humans have potential. No, 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 no. You need to show up at the door with something. That's all I'm saying. Now, I don't. I hope this is not, like, putting anyone down who wants to... But if you know, like, the p- artists are not going to do... They just don't do the things that they don't do. It's for reasons, because... Maybe they tried it and they were not the greatest. Or maybe they know they shouldn't put it out because, hey, my my side investment into these watercolor things that I'm doing about pens or whatever it is, I'm, I'm painting, I'm, this isn't a real thing, but I'm painting these pens every day. Who's the, like, just if, just if my relationship to it is... This is a hobby. Leave it that way. Okay, like, unless somebody says, yo, this should be more than a hobby. And this is also, like, so many different... That's why I didn't even really want to step in this water because I feel a lot about who should be making and what constitutes a maker because I feel like everybody's a maker, but that don't mean you should be a capital M maker. But I know we're going to get some people who slip through the cracks because this society is all chat, like you said. But in every industry, there's people like that. Like, I think at the end of the day, it's like, there's so many people in this world. Everything is so saturated. But it doesn't matter because what's genuine, what's honest, and what's good, like, shines through and rises to the top. And... Yes. We don't need to do any of that work. All we need to do is just make our work. And I mean, not we don't need to do any of it, but like it shows. It always shows. And there's 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 different there's a place for everyone. Yes. And I know there's definitely a futility in a lot of what I just said, but that's why this is radically unspecified humans talking on the podcast sometimes you're the father. There you go. sometimes you just need to say look man y'all are terrible <laughs> i mean i'm on twitter so i get a i'm like yo why is twitter like i recently got back on twitter and i remember when twitter was just soundcloud links and like <laughs> people tapping people into what they're making i get on twitter now and everybody's a fucking hater i'm like what is why is twitter yes, so it's, now? it's a dark place but also if you follow tags like what it twitter like made me follow the art tag and painting tag and that shit is so scary i hate it it makes me what is it it's just like it's fully like steven universe only dude it's it's what art is because of the internet like yes it's so scary it's so much like (laughs) <laughs> it's, just, it's a lot it's i go and i'm just like i'm yeah. gonna put my stuff here because i'm obsessed with like putting my stuff on the internet but i'm gonna leave right after and here's a really humble thing you know i'm not an art elitist i don't i don't i wouldn't ever put myself like i don't think here's the thing i think a lot of people are trash but i know i'm not you know what i mean I just, if I'm not trash, I just, you know what I mean, escape the fucking trash bin. Like, don't have to tell me. But I feel like, I feel a lot of things. I don't know. And it's, it's, 
it's it's not fair to be in a free world sometimes, which is like, I don't know. I think about dictatorships a lot. I'm like, like Shit God has something going, but you, you, know, got, you gotta expand on that. I need to know. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm an American. I'm a true patriot. I promise. I believe in most of the ideals at, at its core. But yeah, you're getting really gnarly today. You went from, you went from fucking Tony Stark having Peter Parker die into his hand, and now. <laughs> and now you're talking. This thing, when we, this is the thing. Whenever I feel like I'm talking to someone who's like, I don't know, they're they're. I feel like my thoughts can kind of like, it's it's my Real. thoughts is very it's very much like a union station. Like I feel like a question happens and then like all the trains kind of go with direction. So <laughs> when I feel like I'm talking to somebody who's brain maybe isn't the train station but maybe it's a a airport like you get what i'm saying like there's just things happening a bunch at the same time and they can kind of like manage it i feel like okay let me unload the stuff i've been managing because i'm like that (laughs) and i know that they'll be able or i hope (laughs) they'll be able to plot how me thinking about the sort of social conversations and just general art bending things that happens in Lola's work, just on that first impression, like we were talking about earlier, I have to open up the world. I'm like, we're literally talking about Lola world. I need to know Lola's take on this world. Like, do you even give a fuck that Spider-Man was crying and shit and got, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't care about like, Marvel world, but, but it, yeah. it, you know what I mean? It's the, it's the Evra of it all, I guess. I wonder what that even would be like. I, I know we talked uh, before in the pre-production for this episode, just about like, and your interview level was like, we're just going to try. Cause I mean, we've been experimenting with how we want the format of this podcast to go. Cause we wanted it to, truthfully just be a space where like again like radically unspecified people could just talk to the things of interest they don't normally have like the space to like speak to mm-hmm. and then we realized that that is like a little too ambiguous to just like <laughs> try no it's perfectly millennial it just like there there should be no um idea of what what's actually going on but it's like you're you're very much on your grind and you know you're gonna get a sponsorship yeah. whatever it is i'm definitely no one knows what's happening leaning into it whatever it is i'm leaning no i'm here for it I, I tell xavier all the time i really appreciate people who can like live freely in ways that aren't just constricted to financial or like even like political freedom like to wake up every morning and say like this is what i'm going to do today and mm-hmm. not like not to say anything against people who have to do certain things, but it's a it's a different mindset, you know? Yeah, it's it's something actually I've like I think a lot about because it's hard. I mean, we live in a collective conscience and when things were tough earlier this year with protesting and rioting and the there was a very evident shift on social media of of etiquette really um that was that was a jarring experience because i was like 
let's collect ourselves and let's go. But it's like, this is not how I use this program. But right now it's right now. And like continuing on in how I use it, it is like, it is, it is now how I use it. But it is sometimes it feels a little bit cloudy to, um, to keep being Lola when there is so much strife in the world. And like, I I do have moments where I'm just like, maybe not today. And then I take a break, of course, and do whatever else. But also I think it is like the only way <laughs> I can be a person, be a maker and um, in, enjoy my life as like a 23 year old person i mean i think that level of persistence is definitely like a step in the work like it definitely each day lola's lola is present like the work is working if that makes yeah so i think it should go on forever if possible yeah i want i think it has to (laughs) lola how do you feel about like being like even though you're so like reserved on the internet as a presence how does it feel for you to be like maybe not like theoretically or like thought wise being transparent within the work but like visibly being transparent in a lot in a lot of ways you know like you have lots of meditations your handwriting Mm. like your sketchbook looks like all of your work like i tell xavier all the time like lola's work is like a sketchbook everywhere like in piece like what is that like for you to like have people see so much of something that is intimate well my obsession is privacy like all i want is privacy um and i i like i think i need privacy and i think it's kind of hard for me to like un that that's why I have the separation of Lola and Lola because Lola takes care of all of that. She's she can fully have these intimate moments online and she can show herself fully where I I don't think I can do that. And yeah, like I said, like that's why I have her. So it can be I don't know. It used to be tough when I didn't have that separation, but now I'm just like it's not me <laughs> like this this work is of an of a, a being named lola and and she's just gonna handle it Word. do you have um well not, let me say xavier do you have any last thoughts you want to give well and i guess i can ask you too Lola. do you have anything that you want to share with us as we make our way out like mm, um oh if you if you want to live a life through freedom, you know, message me, email me at ldem at saic.edu. I'm here. Um, yeah, I I guess I just want to say I'm very, I'm always open to talk to people. And I think that's not something Lola uh, shows. Like, I'm very, you know, I love talking to people. So DM me. Or message me. <laughs> so, I'm when I get back to Chicago. You seem like you've been doing 
good on your fucking studio visit. Twos. Yes, I have yes, two yes. studios right now. Studio visit, yes. And also, you have not been to my new place. Like, I know. I, need to like, know. I know. I don't know how that's. And you haven't been to mine. You moved? No, you did yeah. move. Yes. I yeah. live in a bathhouse. It's awesome. That's wild. That's we, we, can all, we, we should all get coffee. Okay. Will, will you be coming back, Xavier? Oh, Xavier's I'm in Chicago there. right now. You're in Chicago right yeah, now. I'm <laughs> at the crib. I'm working. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I said. Well, then we can get coffee and wait for you to get back. Yeah, I'm down for that. I said, Mom, I love you. You know I love you. But the stew is like hitting. <laughs> oh, like the stew is. Where, where in Chicago are you? We're in a uh, Hyde Park. Okay. okay. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sorry. It's funny. Just have some uh some toads pull up to our. our <laughs> uh oh. But well, uh, um, thank you for being with us. Thank yeah. You. Thanks for sharing. Do you, do you have the at? Sorry to ramble. No, no. We actively encourage. Yeah, the ads. Let's get all your ads. Oh, okay. Um, at Nike Archive on Twitter, at Lola Dement Myers on Instagram, LolaDementMyers.com, and then you can also find me on Arena at also Lola Dement Myers. And you can fucking Google Lola. Yeah, Dement Google Myers. me. I've got a good. I've like teed up my Google recently. I've got some good content. You can read my Notre interview. That's L O L A M E N T M Y E R S. Wow, you know the whole thing. There you go. Oh, wait, it's on here too. It's good. <laughs> I didn't even look at it, but I'm telling you. I'm impressed. If you're listening and you think that what I have to say is <laughs> interesting, then you'll definitely find interest in Lola's work. Thank you again for being with us. Hello. This is sometimes for the frog. Thank you, Lola. Au revoir. Au revoir. Hopefully we'll go. Okay.